Hello, everybody. Hey. I'm Lindsay. I'm Dana. And welcome back to Tipsy Trials. Thanks for joining us. It is a very special day today. I would like everyone to join me wishing our co-host, Lindsay, a happy birthday. Y'all, I could literally hear you everywhere around the world. We are feeling the love. It's warm (laughs) from all the hugs and wishes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. If y'all couldn't tell, well, today, where we are right this second, is not my birthday. (laughs) It will be. This is being released on my birthday. I'm not a big birthday person, so this is probably the most excitement that day I'm going to have. They're just not as fun as you get older. They're really not. At least we found something to make the day exciting. It'll be a great day. Regardless. Regardless. Only if you all keep listening, though. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure you're listening, which if you're hearing this, you are right now. So thank you for joining us. And who wouldn't want to have a birthday on Tipsy Tuesday? I mean, come on. I will probably be tipsy listening to this on a Tipsy Tuesday. I'll be cheersing you from afar. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, guys, I don't really make birthday plans. Uh, Well, on that note... How's life? It's going. The weather has finally fully dropped, guys. Satan's yes. asshole. Oops, see, I said it that time. Aha! Uh-huh. Satan's asshole is officially gone back to hell. It is. We're done with him. It's. We walk outside now when it says it's 83, 85, which can be Satan's asshole in the South. And it's. it feels like fall. It's. The, oh, yes. my God. I've waited. Too long. A year for this. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad it's back. But no, I mean, it's been good. Just that alone has made my mood increase tremendously. Agreed. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Good. It's, um, yeah, we just got back from our trip this past weekend. And I feel like time has been going so fast ever since. I can't even believe how long ago that was now. We planned this wine weekend with a few of our girlfriends back in, oh my God, like early July. Yeah, it was, it was summer. It crept up. And you know, in that time we were in this mode of COVID at the time was getting better. Yes. We're knock on wood. We'll get back there. (laughs) But COVID was getting better. We needed something to lift our spirits. We had been inside for so long. We needed to start planning vacations in order to feel like ourselves again. And with a few of our girlfriends, we had talked about this wine weekend for probably two years at that point. So long. We just never went through with it. No, Dana and I are the type (laughs) that if we keep saying with people, we're going to do it. We know we're the two that kind of have to go ahead and pull the trigger or it's not going to happen. Right. And this was one of those. So we just got back. Um, when you're hearing this, it'll have been about two weeks. Right. But for us, we've been back. It's only been three days. I feel like I've been back for three weeks. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it was and a great trip, though. And we actually got a few testers of a seltzer that we wanted to mention um, they don't have any cans, so we were like, let's write it down how we think. We tried the Florida Fizz. That is a hard word to say. The Florida Fizz Seltzer. We tried it at West Bend. I don't know if they make it or if they just sold it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, either way, we do not approve. <laughs> 
We honestly weren't even expecting to have any seltzers on our trip. So when we saw it on the menu there, we were like, oh, I mean, we have to try it. It was kind of a letdown, (sighs) but you know, that's not what we went there for. So we weren't too disappointed. Right. I'll let Lindsay uh, share our thoughts with you that we've made notes of. (laughs) Well, I wrote pretty simply, it tasted like orange juice with some vanilla in it. That sounds like it shouldn't be that bad. But we're talking maybe orange juice that has sat out for years. (laughs) Years. (laughs) (laughs) And I said it has a kind of weird aftertaste. I can't describe this aftertaste. It just, it was there and it was prominent and it was not that pleasant. Mm -mm. It was not pleasant. Tina, do you want to reach yours? Because I feel like you need to. (laughs) So mine says... Kind of tastes like rubbing alcohol. It did. That's all I could taste in the aftertaste. There was like zero flavor left over, just alcohol. I hated it. Yeah, I gave it a 2.5 again, Citrus. She gave it a 3. I think we had also been drinking all day at that point. This was our very last stop. So I'm afraid to say we might have rated it even lower had Mm -hmm. it been not drunk and drinking. If it had been the first drink of the day, we probably would have given it a way lower score. Or we would have given it higher, maybe. Maybe. We'll tell you one day when we go back if we do that. We also, though, tried something. It's not a seltzer, but you know what? Dana's been on an apple kick lately. I have. I don't know what's up with me. People are saying apple is the new, like, forget pumpkin. Apple is the new fall fruit, which has always been there. Mm -hmm. But people are trying to make it a thing now. They can both coexist. Yeah, I agree. But she's been on big apple kick lately. And at the very bottom of this menu, it had an apple pie cider. And I'm pushing her to get it. And she's like, no, no, I'm not a big cider drinker. I'm like, but you've been on such an apple kick lately. Mm -hmm. Try it. You never know. So she did end up ordering it. Oh, my God. It was (laughs) so good. And to think I almost didn't even get it. Thank you for pushing me because it was amazing. It was. I literally wrote, smells amazing, tasted amazing, feels like a warm apple hug. (laughs) Accurate. It just, I mean, and hers were similar. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Literally literally tastes like a slice of apple pie. It did. There is no other way. You know, Dana described the apple crisp as somehow feeling warm, even though it was cold. Mm -hmm. This takes that. And times it by like 20. I can't even describe it. Like It was insane. Something like a cider or a beer, I feel like I have to drink slowly or I get too bloated. I could not put it down. It was so good. It was amazing. Definitely try it. Um, It's from Blake Farms out of Michigan. Um, We actually now follow them on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) Because I was just so in love with it. I had to follow them. Um, Needless to say, we both gave it a five out of five. Amazing. (laughs) But speaking of drinking, um, what do we have today? So today we have the Mas Agave Premium Hard Seltzer from Founders Brewing. So I'm really excited to try this one. I will give you a little bit of um, history about the company and then we can talk about the flavors that we have. So Founders Brewing Company was started in 1996 in Grand Rapids, Michigan uh, by Mike Stevens and Dave Engbers. I hope I pronounced that right. 
Um, they actually both quit their jobs, took out sizable loans, and made their dreams come true. Um, so it was originally started there. They were able to expand it out to 25 states uh, with a production capacity topping 340,000 barrels per year. And they're now the 15th largest uh, brewing company in the United States. So their main focus is craft beer. Um, this is the only seltzer that they currently have on the market, but I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully we give some, some good reviews. Other people try it. Maybe they'll release more. I'm really excited to try it just to, you know, see how this company is branching out and, and creating new products. So the flavors that we have today are lime, grapefruit, and strawberry. So only three in this pack, but hopefully they pack a, a mean punch and we'll love them, but we'll see. So I do have to say, I'm a Founders Brewing fan anyways. I've been trying their beers periodically um, as I come across them. And I actually tried the Moss Agave Sour that they came out with. Um, sour is my go-to type of beer. I mean, that I feel like goes with seltzer, so it makes sense. But it tasted... I can't even describe it. Like, it tastes like a margarita. And really? I'm not a margarita drinker, but it was so good that when I heard about these and we had talked about trying them at some point, it was an obvious because I knew how good the beer was of the same name, Midge, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was just made sense to do the seltzer. So I guess let's go ahead and cheers. Which one are we trying first? Uh, Let's start with grapefruit. Should we stop? Oh, we do have an announcement before we jump in. Oh. We have decided to get rid of the rubric. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like rules. Oh, you know, guys, we are trying to keep track of these numbers. It wasn't going well. We have no idea what we're rating. It's We're drinking. That's a hard thing to remember. It's a lot. And by the time we get to the episode, we've talked the end of the episode. We've talked about so many other things. Can't remember where we rated them. It just wasn't worth it anymore. So we're still going to discuss all the same things. We want to talk smell. We want to talk day drinkability. We want to talk flavor. We want to talk accuracy. We're just not going to be giving it numbers. Um, that being said, if you disagree, you really loved the numbers that much, let us know. I mean, you can email us tipsytrials at gmail.com or go ahead and DM us on any of our social platforms. Yes. If you want us to bring it back, let us know. We don't want to confuse you with numbers any more than we want to confuse ourselves. Ourselves. (laughs) But we also want to make sure that we're providing content that's valuable to you all. So let us know. All right. So let's do grapefruit. All right. Smelling first. Let's smell first. I'm still in wine mode. <laughs> I had my nose all up you're in gonna, there. You're going to swirl it a little? Ooh, that's a good idea. Guys, be, I'm sure there's people who think that swirling is just crap. That's it works. I would sniff before the swirl and then after. And every time hey. it was a larger scent. I think it works in this case too. It does. This is interesting because I know this is the grapefruit. I'm smelling lime. I'm smelling a slight orange too. It definitely smells sort of like a citrus blend. I do get grapefruit, but it's not a strong grapefruit. But I see what you're saying. Um, Grapefruit is one of the handful of citrus that I do like. So I'm hopeful, but 
let's try cheers cheers oh that's weird i don't (laughs) so i want to read this other part too that just goes over the details of the seltzer itself just so you kind of understand what we're tasting here so um the description says we've elevated your usual seltzer by adding premium ingredients blue agave nectar cane sugar real fruit juice and a dash of sea salt for good measure that's what it is so that it's not as fizzy and carbonated as your typical no, seltzer you it tastes taste more like sea a salt almost immediately yes it definitely makes the flavor a little milder i think well and i have to assume they do the sea salt in the sour as well because this still has that margarita feel that I got. And I can't remember. I think it was a pear one that I had for them on the margarita. Oh. <laughs> margarita, the beer. <laughs> and it just, I mean, it was so prompt. It was insane. But this one, as soon as you take a drink, you really get the sea salt. But it's in a nice way. It's not in a, I just drink the ocean way. Right. I don't feel like any of the flavors... The nectar, the sugar, the juice, the salt are overwhelming or overpowering the no. other. They all really mesh well together. Yeah. I, like I I mean, and I could definitely drink this all day. I'd love to drink this all day. This is actually Same. a really nice one that I would physically go out of my way to acquire for a day drinking I would like session. pour this in a glass with a straw. It seems almost and an umbrella too fancy to <laughs> drink out of the can i don't know no i really like this um i had another thought maybe it'll come to me but let's go ahead and try the lime and see all right i'm gonna sniff and then swirl and sniff okay. i don't i like to see both oh and these oh, are lime more 4.5 percent alcohol so not too bad so mm-hmm. it's an easy day drinker yeah too. Now, this one, I smell lime. The other one, you're right. It was more of a blend. This, this one, is a lime. I'm only getting lime. Yeah. Yeah, we have I it in green cups lime. so we can distinguish. <laughs> <laughs> We're that coordinated. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. There's the margarita. Yep. So That's what it tastes like. So maybe the one I had was lime and it wasn't pear. I know they have a pear, Mm -hmm. but this is the one I had. It's not as strong as the beer, but for a nice light seltzer, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it goes down smooth. I'm when I first tasted it, I was not expecting it just because I don't know. It just doesn't expect a margarita seltzer. Yeah. And it's not the same like consistency as your typical seltzer. So I I really like it though. The sea salt's not as prominently tasted in here, but it's there. Mm-hmm. You know what? And now I have to think the sea salt might be their attempt at getting the test taste of the salted rim. If you do salted rims sense. in your margarita, you'll like these. Yeah. Definitely. Even then it's less salty, but I mean than a salted rim. Right. <laughs> It's there, but again, it's not overpowering. Could definitely do an all-day drink of either of these. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, In fact, when we go into our topic, I'm going to continue sipping both of them in the class. Um, They are in different glasses. (laughs) They're not (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) 
and um, just kind of start to, you know, formulate that ranking in my head. We're still going to give you our one, two, in this case, three, but four normally or however many. Um, and our overall one through five of each one. But right. we're just not going to give the little ones anymore. <laughs> this is no longer four weddings. Too much. Too much. Um, so today... We do have to admit, we borrowed this topic from another podcast. Both of us really listen to and enjoy Ladies mm-hmm. and Tangents. Um, they're kind of one of the podcasts that inspired us to finally kick this off and get going. Yep. Um, I know they're probably listening. No, I'm just kidding. They have no <laughs> idea who we are. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. But no, seriously, we're really inspired by them. And, you know, we just feel we relate a lot to them, which is part of their appeal um, but they did an episode very early on in their podcast journey where they went through each other's birth charts. And I can't say I necessarily always believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't read my horoscope. I don't either. But there's times where people describe, you know, a Libra. Like, you can go somewhere and read a description of a Libra's uh, 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 personality, if that's the word. <laughs> um, or on TikTok, you know, they do those signs where it's like, here's what each sign would do in this situation. Right. It lines up not every time. I saw one today that I was like, no, no Libra's doing that. <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's kind of crazy that, you know, that your birth position and time and date can really make that much of a difference. So we decided to embrace the fact that it's my birthday and it's a birth chart. It's birthday themed. We <laughs> wanted to go all out. I'm excited to dig into this, though. I did not realize how extensive these were. They're long. We're not going to read all of them. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> we were going to pick out our favorite parts, but yeah, we're doing a blind react on this. Neither one of us has seen our own charts, so yes. we're going to be reading them to the other person. And just kind of picking out, you know, maybe things that we thought were the most accurate, the most interesting, and some questionable things that we wanted to bring up and see how the other person feels about that and if they could see that for themselves. Yeah, so definitely buckle up. I have a feeling this episode's going to go a little longer than what we've been putting out there, but at the same time, it's our podcast, so <laughs> we're just going to tell with us it. what to do. <laughs> we're just going to go with it, but it's going to be fun. Um, we never discussed who's going to read first. You want me to go first? Um, you can start. So we'll just go each category at a time. You can go first, and then I'll read the parts that I wanted to share with you. Okay. So we did grab kind of the definitions of each planet's positioning and what it's supposed to represent in terms of where yours lands based on your star sign um, and time and all that stuff, where the Mm -hmm. stars were. Um, The first one is the sun. The sun represents vitality, a sense of individuality, and outward shining creative energy. Your says that too, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, what if I, like, I just gave her a definition. <laughs> so Dana's son is in cancer. You're in cancer, right? I am a cancer. Okay, so yeah. her son is in the right spot. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Um, so the sun and cancer natives have a strong survival instinct. They are protective of those they care about and of themselves too. 
Cancer is a very sensitive sign, and they don't always appreciate it when you are blunt with them. Their reactions to hurt will depend on how thick a shell they have developed. Most cancers react by withdrawing or or retreating. Some have developed an ability to manipulate others to get what they want. Oh, it does say some. Okay. (laughs) That's the one that threw me. I was like, she's not that manipulative. (laughs) They avoid direct confrontations almost as a rule. Cancers are, in fact, quite yielding and soft when you have them in the right mood. They are one of the most hospitable. (laughs) I have that word and still lost me. One of the most hospitable signs of the Zodiac. Sure, they can be touchy and indirect, but they are also very dependable, caring souls. The short description there was just she weighs words carefully and can be tenacious, a calm and discreet nature, tender, thoughtful, sensitive and impressionable. Possible issues. (laughs) She is humble, timid, timid. Oh, I did say that. Okay, humble, timid, changeable, indecisive, lazy or oversensitive, easily influenced by the family and sometimes manipulative. I feel like literally all of that is me, except for the manipulative part. I literally highlighted the manipulative part because it's probably the farthest from the truth. Um, I also found it interesting that they, well, I guess those two. I was going to say that they admit that you're afraid of confrontation, but then find you to be manipulative. Right. Although I guess those two don't go hand in hand because the whole point of maybe someone manipulative is that they're confronting through non-confrontational mm-hmm. means. Well, that was the one part I really liked about doing this because whereas some of the horoscopes that you read daily are just like, this is you. Yeah. This gives a range. Yeah. So I really liked this. Um, I feel like most of that is accurate. I mean, no, I don't want to call myself lazy, but uh, a lot of times I am lazy. We're all lazy. Let's be real. But no, I mean, that's spot on. What do you think about like your interaction with me and how that describes well, me? So to keep going, there are a few other points I did highlight. Um, these are more that was just the sun being in cancer itself. Now it starts to talk about the sun's interaction with other planets. I I guess, guys, we're not professionals. We we're just reading something and hoping we know what we're talking about. <laughs> So there is, I guess, a negative 81 opposition between the sun and Saturn. Sure. If any of you know what we're saying, please message us so we can bring you on and you can, like, tell us about ourselves. If you <laughs> if you do space, email you us do space. at tipsytrials at gmail.com. <laughs> so this first one, I I had to highlight it. You faced a fair number of challenges in your life, especially in the first half of your life, in which your attempts to express your will were often thwarted. There can be a persistent feeling that you don't get what you want in comparison to others. You can feel unlucky at times. Attempts to control your environment and sometimes others may be frequent. You want to be considered an accomplished and important person, and when you face obstacles, you don't always see that you are your own worst enemy. You take failures and minor setbacks to heart and may even practically beat yourself up over them. Self-awareness to the point of real self-consciousness is a possibility. The truth is nobody holds a microscope over you except for yourself. There was more to it. But that one, I was like, I have to. That's literally me. (laughs) It was almost too accurate to not kind of go into those details. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've talked about this. We work together 
And, you know, while she can recognize her accomplishments, I've also seen her beat herself up over something that nobody else is going to care about but herself. It's I focus in too hard on really everything. Right. And have trouble picking out what are the important things that stand out. So you're the one blocking yourself with that. I know. (laughs) Listen, my birth chart is trying to tell me to get out of my own way. So that's what's so interesting about this is it does kind of give you that awareness that makes you almost want to take a step back and realize that last sentence of you're the only one noticing these Mm -hmm. things. It make I would hope it makes you go in tomorrow if something goes wrong. I'm the only one that cares. Right. Not in a way of like because I care too much, but in a way of because it, it's not important overall. Right. Everything can't be important all right. the time. That's a hard trait to turn off. It is, but you know, gotta work on it. So let's see what your son information. I don't know what you call this has to say. So it says the sun is in Libra for you. So it must be that the sun just lines up with your your actual birth sign. Right. I guess. So, okay. Uh, Libra natives are generally thought to be sociable, somewhat intellectual souls. They have an almost innocent way about them that makes them very approachable. Generally quite eager to cooperate, Librans spend a lot of their time trying not to rock the boat. In theory, Libras are peace-loving in practice, they can quietly stir up all sorts of trouble with their ways. I thought that was weird, but whatever. No, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not intentional, at least from my view. Anyway, because Libra enjoys balance in their lives, they seek the middle ground. In the process, they may end up trying to be everything to everyone. Librans are known for comparing and thinking in relative terms instead of absolutes. This weekend is not just a good weekend. It's better than last weekend, for example. These people are always looking for the best way or the right way to live. Harmony is the ultimate goal, but their idealism and high expectations can mean plenty of discontent. Since life presents all of us with extraordinary amount of choices, if Libra doesn't learn to live in the moment, at least some of the time, they'll be in a constant state of unrest. Society needs rules, and these rules attempt to bring justice, equality, and fairness. On an individual level, Libra represents these laws of civilization. Libra comes across as very civilized and rather refined. She has a great need to be a part of a group. She likes to mix with people and seeks partnerships. She likes and respects justice, approves of society's values, and is level-headed and assimilates quickly. Weaknesses, may not think enough. She is frivolous, a dilettante in love. I'm not sure what that word means. Sorry. She is easily swayed by group pressure. Um, and then to go on to the next part of the sun section, just some other areas that I thought were interesting. Um, so it is easy and natural for you to accept responsibilities, to leave a rather, rather ordered life and to apply caution in your financial and business dealings. You rarely jump to conclusions or take uneducated risks. You have a certain amount of patience and enough self-discipline to slowly but surely achieve what you set out to do. Um, And then you're naturally trustworthy and you don't have much patience for those who don't show respect for others who take foolish risks and who lead disorganized lives. Yeah, that's all. That last part. I don't think any of that was (laughs) misaccurate. You jinxed it. (laughs) Earlier tonight, I said one of these days we're going to spill one of these seltzers and I get nervous about the equipment. And literally, she didn't spill it, 
but literally tipped it and caught it in time. But I just, oh my gosh. We moved it away from the equipment beforehand because we knew. I, we it, knew. I knew it was happening one of these days. But no, that all, I mean, is insanely accurate. Like, <laughs> as you reach for the napkin, <laughs> I'm like, you're more at risk of knocking. <laughs> I'm paying attention this time. Um, no, that's like all extremely accurate. And even that last part is just so funny to me. The only thing that when they talk sociable, it makes me, I, I can be, I'm also an extremely, I does not come off it. I'm very shy. I'm a shy human. It just, who is who I am. I've been like it my entire life. If I'm around people, I know I can easily go and talk with people. Mm-hmm. If I'm by myself, oh, I'm not there because I'm not going to show up by myself. It's just right. not who I am. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Go to the other side of the room and pretend you can't see me. Yeah. And I think it even talks a little bit about that at some point. Um, but yeah, I thought one part that was interesting where it says, I didn't like the way that they worded it, but there's a lot of um, those, though. when it says, because Libra enjoys balance in their lives, they seek the middle ground in the process. They may end up trying to be everything to everyone. To me, that just reminded me of like how you're just friendly to everyone. And even though you may not have 50 best friends, you have easily 50 people that I feel like would consider you a friend just because how you treat people what's funny is I didn't hear it that way I heard it more in the ways of like I try to be that resource for everybody I try to be which I do I I don't know why but I love when people come to me for help Mm -hmm. to the point where I mean I might get agitated if I'm doing something but I also get offended if I think to the fact that you went to someone else first. That's right. kind of how I heard it in this way that I want to. It, it is. I become somewhat of a people pleaser with it. Mm-hmm. But I want to know that your first thought when reaching out to someone about something was, oh, I'm going to go to Lindsay. Right. So it's kind of like you like being that reliable resource, even though sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, but you like helping others. Just read the room. Don't come to me if it's clear that I'm <laughs> in the middle of something. She has steam coming from her ears. <laughs> I'm Stay just away. Hot. It is hot in here. <laughs> Anyways. Um, interesting. I was going to say something. Oh, no. That's interesting that you said that you felt some things were worded poorly. I kind of felt that as I was reading this entire thing. Not in that it was worded poorly, but I almost feel like they harp so strongly on some of the negative portions, yes. which they have to, that it's hard to read it at times where you're like, wow, that's kind of insulting. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's not that it's not true. It's just, it's hard to say it into words. It's the stuff you right. kind of deny. Hard to read it yourself or hard to read it about Others, your friend. Yeah, right. someone that you care about. Now, someone I don't like, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take this sun crap. <laughs> so the next portion was about the moon. The moon represents the emotional responses, unconscious predestination and the self image. The moon represents the emotions and the moon sign shows how a person expresses themselves when at home at ease and comfortable. So Dana's moon is in Scorpio. Again, I have no idea what that means. If you do, please tell us. (laughs) While others may find security and comfort in material things, Moon and Scorpio people seek out emotional intensity. 
They are diggers when it comes to the world of emotion. They can see beyond facades and cut right to the core of a person. The ability to see what isn't obvious to the rest of the world can be intimidating to others or wildly attractive, depending on the audience. Hmm. Doing things halfway or having meaningless relationships simply doesn't fulfill them. Lunar Scorpios want all or nothing. However, once committed, Moon and Scorpio people can be the most loyal and protective partners around. I think that was in talking relationships, but I was like, that counts in friendships. Right. Even the shy ones have enormous presence. Their lives are emotion driven, yet many Moon and Scorpio natives spend a lot of time controlling and mastering their emotions. Their intuition is enormous, although it is sometimes self-serving. Moon and Scorpio people radiate strength. Even in the absence of experience, they seem to just know things. It would be difficult to shock or scare away lunar Scorpios in the face of emotional honesty and power. Some people instinctively want to lean on them, while other less brave folk run away a little scared. I don't think that many people are scared of you. <laughs> I would hope not. Um, I highlighted a lot. I'm just going to read some of the base points. I thought this was amazing. It said success. Your success is often due to the help of women. Love that. Um, we had to take this quiz for work earlier in the year. <laughs> where oh you were God. doing judge no. prejudice. <laughs> and Dana hates men. I- <laughs> Except Noah. <laughs> was like you really don't like men huh <laughs> and, like, and the rest of us are all comparing our results we're like no we're just even <laughs> I mean, like, she was no. just trying so hard to not be prejudiced that you were prejudiced because well, it timed you too it was like if you take too long to think about it then you're automatically well, yeah, yeah. It, it is a hard test I don't think it's the best judge of prejudice but that was cracked all of us up <laughs> um I guess that's the main part. I think a lot of it repeats itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, the short description said courageous, brave, independent, not a fearful nature, a very sensual and progressive person, potential issues, excesses of pleasure, difficulty letting go. I don't think those necessarily hit for you, though, potential issues. No, I think the like the first part that you read was probably, in my opinion, more accurate where it talks about. Like they don't see through facades or they lean more on intuition. I found that to be really accurate to me mm-hmm. because like if someone's being fake or like if they're like in a really bad mood, but they're almost trying to be nice to me, I like I feel like I can feel everyone's emotions. Yeah. And if someone else is having a bad time or like mad about something completely unrelated, I start feeling that way too, um, which is like. Noah and I have so many conversations about this just in general why I have social anxiety um you know it's it all kind of comes back to I can feel other people's emotions right and it almost leaches into their me their energy so, yeah their energy I think so I feel like that why, was pretty accurate I want to say that's why I kind of highlighted that I'm trying to see you are a pretty intuitive person and I feel like you do have pretty good gut feelings mm-hmm. on others I want to say maybe once or twice I've seen you get it wrong. We all get it wrong. Oh, I've yeah. I've gotten it wrong before. But, I mean, 
when I think about some of the people we know in our lives, we also know that there's people who are a little more troubled in this world and they're drawn to you. I ne- I don't I know why. I ask all the time why. They're so drawn to her. And I think they can sense that you can feel their energy and they're looking for that connection. It's crazy. It's a There's lot of multiples. It's like a weight, though, when people do that. Like, I don't know if you saw that TikTok I shared the other day where it was like the woman in the grocery store and, and the girls like when people can just feel I have a caring energy and start telling me their life story or something. I don't think you sent me that one. I think I shared it on Instagram, but it that's so true for me. Random people will just start talking to me, whether it's like on the way to take Lucas to school or in the store. It's so weird. And I need to be more thankful and less annoyed, but I have a little bit of RBF sometimes, so it's hard. No, I was going to say, my grandfather, I don't know if he was a cancer now. I'd have to look on his birthday, but he was born only a few weeks after you in real time. He's younger than you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he, that's who he was. There's stories of this man being anywhere and people are so and it is it's the same kind troubled people they're drawn to him for Mm -hmm. some reason they used to want to tell him their stories he's a very insanely friendly man I mean he was so deeply loved by just the community in general like I can't even say just my family like it was insane how well known he was but it's there's all these stories that we my mom reminisce about this all the time this one where this lady at Brugger's just she he said something to her I think it was the only table open and they sat together and she Mm -hmm. ended up telling him like everything going on and ended up writing him finding him and writing him a thank you note oh my god because she needed to talk to someone like him and it's just so funny because you're saying this and I'm like in hindsight, he might have been a cancer. I'm not, I don't know when the signs line up. I'd have to look. But I could see y'all's moons being in similar mm-hmm. places. I'm going to aim to be more like him. Yeah, everyone should aim to be like him. <laughs> I'm sounds not like a great lie. guy. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to your moon area. Um, this one was really long for you. Let's see. Yeah, the moon, I didn't realize how long it was for you. Um, I just read your top point. point okay. Part. Yeah. Point. I have a good bit highlighted here for you. So I'll go over that. So um, let's see. One part that stood out to me that I've noticed about you. I don't think I did early in our friendship, but definitely as it's grown, uh, they can put themselves into anybody's shoes with extreme ease. On the plus side, this endows them with remarkable compassion and love. The downside with this apparent ability to break down boundaries is that these people can easily lose themselves in the suffering of others. Their sense of humor is delightfully silly and a bit odd. Love that. These are perceptive souls who seem to be in touch with all of the nuances and subtleties of human nature. Often this comes through in a strong sense of humor that is more of the receptive kind than the type of sense of humor that would make people the life of the party. It's generally pretty easy easy to get them giggling. That entire paragraph literally <laughs> so hits <true>. you. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Moon and Pisces people may get tagged as spaced out, but there's a lot more to them than meets the eye. They feel things out and rely on their intuition. It doesn't. It just doesn't feel right for them to do otherwise. Their dreaminess can mean plenty of moments of absent-mindedness. These times of oblivion can land them in all sorts of predicaments with others who can too easily misunderstand these complex souls. 
Without plenty of space and time to daydream, Pisces moons easily get overloaded with life. Give them room to be alone with themselves, and they're generally able to take on the world, even if their style, when they do so, is not always conventional or understandable. Generally considered soft-hearted and sweet, lunar Pisceans care about others and are easily touched by human suffering. This tendency gains them the reputation as suckers for sob stories. Although this may sometimes be true, many lunar Pisceans learn in their lifetimes how to discern between sincerity and manipulation. Still, they definitely do have plenty of soft corners. Mm-hmm. Oh, your moon is in Pisces. I don't know if I said that. You, but Sometimes during there, yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> do you feel like that's accurate for you? No, I do. Is. I am insane insanely moved by sob stories that was to a fault i can tell the fake ones though like if yeah I'm watching american idol or the voice i'm like that's not a sad story stop trying to use that as here and the <laughs> intuition on that is literally like always right like sometimes i'll be falling for stuff and she's like dana that's, that's not real that's bullshit <laughs> well and it's funny and i mean i'm trying we're trying not to talk about you know the gabby petito case going on right now being, you know, crime fans, we're very interested in just what's going on and we've been following it. And Dana knows I, I'm trying so hard to stay, um, level neutral. It. neutral. Yeah. Thank you. I've just been, you know, she'll say something and be like, Oh, did you see this? And she's been very neutral. So I think I even highlighted something about that. But she's been very neutral as well. But it's so funny because she'll say something to me and I'm the one to be like, in fairness, we have to look at it from this angle because it's just it's just how I am. And Mm -hmm. I think I do that. I do it with work, too, where someone will say something to me about something they're frustrated about. I'm like, you got to look at it from this angle. I'm always trying to find the other side. Um, Oh, there was something else. The silliness is spot on. Yes, I love that part. I have the weirdest sense of humor, (laughs) but I think I'm hilarious. Well, and that kind of goes back to the part where it says they can put themselves into anybody's shoes with extreme ease. You can always see the other side, even if, you know, maybe if you're not in the heat of the moment, but always I feel like you can look back and be like, you know what? I got upset about this, but I need to understand where this other person was coming from. from. And and you'll do it to me, too. Like kind of talk me down off the ledge and make me understand both sides. So Mm -hmm. this was like hit the nail on the head I feel like it's scary how accurate these are because in a way you're almost hoping that it's not I know not a big believer (laughs) but I mean there's a part of me I know again in ladies and tangents uh Jerry's talked about this before where she's had her I guess aura red I don't energies her and her husband and I'm like you know maybe that's something down the line we'll find somebody and bring them in and have that red because well, it's not necessarily, I'm not going to go off living my life off of these tomorrow, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to hear. And I'd be interesting to hear someone who, I mean, will you pick up those energies? Maybe you can do it. <laughs> hey, maybe I can get certified online. I, I feel like it takes a little more, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you can marry people, you can read their energies. That's true. <laughs> so the next one, we'll do, I think, one... Let's do one more and then we'll uh, take a break and get a new flavor. Okay, cool. So number three was Mercury. Mer- <laughs> one of those words. Mer- Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> Mercury represents communication. I'm sorry. What is that word? Mm, Cartesian. Okay. We don't know what that But means. I'm not sure what that means. It's also capitalized. Why? It is. <laughs> and logical spirit. Um. 
So Dana is in Leo, Mercury. Okay. <laughs> That's such a weird word. <laughs> okay. That means she wants to know the bottom line and be good and can be good at scoping out a situation and finding answers to problems. In fact, she is a problem solver and will spend a lot of time helping others solve problems if need be. Very friendly and usually positive. It says usually. She's a very positive person. (laughs) She can be charming in a warm way. Enthusiastic speaker. Speaks with authority and sincerity. Which is so funny because you're a very soft-smoking person. But it's true. When you're passionate about something, you own it. Right. Great sense of organization. Playful. Likes to take risks in jest and for amusement. Might sometimes come across too strongly or offend sensitive folks with a somewhat authoritative tone. That's the one thing I was like, no. (laughs) And maybe you do. I mean, have you ever had to get with Lucas and just been that? Um, I mean, there's definitely times where he's like, why are you being so mean? And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's just my mom voice. I mean, I don't know that I've necessarily offended people just by talking. So the other thing that I thought was interesting is talking about Mercury is in the eighth house. We don't know what that means. But it says she is fascinated with all that is unexplored, mysterious, taboo, secret and psychological. She loves research and has a great mind. She wants to know the motivation behind what people do may have a good mind for financial strategies. She may be tormented at night, unable to turn off the mind to rest deeply at times. Oh, boy. <laughs> there was... <laughs> Why are they so accurate? Oh, and this one. I highlighted this, too. Um, you are drawn to myster- mysteries or investigations. There can be a mental fixations or obsessiveness. Uh, true crime. Hello. Yeah. That's why I highlighted <laughs> it. That's funny. The rest is pretty standard. A lot of this is repetitive. It just says it in different words. But that part about the true crime kind of being interested in investigations, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I do tend to like hyper fixate on things, though, even if it's not true crime related. Like if there's something that I'm interested in, I want to research it and I'll stay up until 3 a.m. doing it and then I'm over it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like most of that's pretty accurate. I mean, they do a good job. They do. I was really hoping it was going to be a fluke, but I don't know. (laughs) We'll see as we get a little deeper into it. But so Lindsay's Mercury is in Scorpio. It says she is extremely observant and astute, always reading between the lines and looking for the real meaning behind things. Passionate in speech, excellent at strategy, natural psychologist. So funny, I always say, going into the wrong field. I love the human brain. Yes. (laughs) Um, All right. Mercury is in the third house. And I'll just go through some of the things I thought were interesting. Um, She knows how to share ideas, may move around a lot professionally. Mm, Not, I, a lot just seems like so much to me. A lot is like every two years to me. If you mean move up, yes. I like to stay where I'm comfortable until I'm absolutely sure I'm ready for a new challenge. Which is not a bad thing. Uh, can easily keep many irons in the fire at the same time. A true multitasker. Now that was like, whoa. Lindsay literally multitasks better than Everything. anyone I've ever seen. Like she can just flip back and forth and 
and do it with ease. So I get frustrated when other people aren't because I forget yeah. that She's it's like, You're not too slow. easy for everyone. <laughs> um, okay, you're generally very interested in reading, teaching, speaking, and exchanging ideas, keeping current with the daily news, and perhaps gossiping. Your interests are many and varied, sometimes to the point that you barely skim the surface of any one topic. You're also very easily distracted and your attention span can be quite short. Quick to learn, you are also swift to share what you know with others. You can be very talkative when you have the chance. You can be, Lindsay, you can be a list maker and often are quite involved in your community. Some of you can be quite nervous or fidgety. I was like, I literally highlighted the entire paragraph. This is the most accurate planet we've hit yet. That's why I was like, we have to read this one because holy shit, the lists, the multitasking, mm. I can't. I love a good list. A good lists. I don't know how people survive without lists. It definitely um is like juggling ten plates at one time, but well, and that's what's funny is yours talks about organization, and I know you are organized. But I'm like at the point where I'll watch those organizational TikToks mm-hmm. on, um, on TikTok. On TikTok, <laughs> I watch the TikToks on TikTok, and I literally will save it and go to Target that afternoon so I can copy their organization because I feel inferior. Yeah, you're better at following through with it. I love the feeling of having things organized, but actually doing it and then keeping it that way is harder. I just don't know. I mean. And again, this is everyone because they have their own personalities and their own means and their own whatever. When you get to such a level with yourself, you look at other people and you're like, how do you Mm -hmm. not do this and survive? Like, um, without going into details, you know, we have a friend who, (laughs) I'll just say it, his email drives me up a freaking wall. I cannot look at it. It stresses me out (laughs) just to glance. But for him, it works. And he's very, you know, organized in his own way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a lot more upfront about my organization. Yes. <laughs> I say it whenever I'm training somebody new. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just very organized. <laughs> I'm going to look psychotic. I promise. Don't mind me. Just on color coordinating it, everything. Well, on top of it, I'm also very, AD, I mean, I'm prescribed ADHD and Lord knows, it definitely said I get distracted easily. Right. I do. Isn't that the weirdest thing that I can be organized and insanely good at multitasking while also very easily getting distracted? It's almost like you think they wouldn't be able to coexist, but but you make it work you. somehow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um. So we're gonna take a quick break. Yes. Refill our glasses with the last flavor. This is our first time only doing three. So this took us some discussion. <laughs> and then I think we have two more sections of this we're going to read off for you. So we will be right back. All right. And we are back with strawberry. <laughs> Yay. Y'all know I prefer berry over citrus. Citrus. <laughs> I oh. love a good strawberry margarita, though. So. Oh, I'm really not a big mark, probably because most margaritas are citrus. Mm-hmm. It's not my go-to drink. Even if I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I'm ordering sangria. Yeah. It's just not who I am, but I'm hopeful. We'll see. This is strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> you all know our last experience with strawberry did mm. not go very well. This definitely tastes more of a fresh strawberry smell. 
or not taste smells like fresh strawberries i think you said smell the first time oh i thought it i thought i said it tastes like a strawberry <laughs> smell <laughs> you did <laughs> Lindsay's gonna have fun editing this <laughs> We're going to come up with some easy <laughs> title names, at least. Oh, All right. Lord. Cheers. Cheers. Right away. Oh, my God. The fizziness is the strongest on this. Yes. Which the other ones have been sitting a few minutes. This one does seem a little colder, so. Yeah. I don't know if that's fair. We're trying, if you couldn't tell, this break thing in hopes that our seltzers stay colder longer and we can get the best level of flavor for mm-hmm. everyone. It's hard. But this one is great. Yeah. <laughs> we did not get a rotten strawberry this time. That's Mm-mm. for sure. No, it, I mean, it tastes like fresh strawberries, like a strawberry margarita from a Mexican restaurant. The fizziness is way more prominent in this. And the sea salt dies down a little more, but it's still not too sweet or mm-hmm. too tart. It's still like perfectly flavored. Yeah, it's interesting how all those flavors are reacting with a berry flavor versus citrus. Right. These are going to be hard ones. Like, I'm already in my head. I have no idea how these three are going to ring. I literally, I said they better pack a mean punch for only having three in here. And they (laughs) They did. did They did it. Oh, my gosh. I'm impressed. So we're going to think this over. (laughs) We have a little bit more to read, so hopefully we have enough time in our brains to think it over, but we're going to keep going, and I guess next we're going to read about Venus. Venus is the love planet. (laughs) And you know what's funny is when I was reading Dana's, I was specifically like noting some of the stuff about what partners would be attracted to you also, because... Well, we know your partner. Yes. (laughs) I hope that was in this one. I remember highlighting something. I might have to find it later, but Venus represents an interest in emotions and values, exchange and sharing with others. So your Venus is in Virgo. Venus and Virgo people are not the flirtatious sort. Mm -mm. Instead, their appeal lies in their dedication, their willingness to work on the relationship and to make the relationship work in real terms. Venus and Virgo natives quietly and often slowly make their way into your heart. <laughs> I just I picture you like being a little snake in the grass. Let me wiggle my wormy way into your heart. <laughs> they are quite sensitive in love, even insecure, and this reserved loner-like quality is part of their appeal. They prefer to play it safe in their relationships, and they need to be confident that you like them before they make a move. They are great listeners and they make it a habit to observe, absorb, wait, no, observe, (laughs) absorb, absorb, (laughs) observe and learn all of your ins and outs. Venus and Virgo is attracted to nondescript people who have largely gone unnoticed. I don't think that part's true about Noah. Uh, You'd be surprised. Oh, all right. Well, there, it's not, I thought it wasn't here. There's something about how you tend to lean towards people who are kind of the opposite of you in Mm -hmm. terms of insanely silly and just sarcastic, which no, I think, okay, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Pleasing Venus and Virgos involves showing you appreciate them for all the little things they do. And they do a lot. 
The problem is they do these things so quietly that you may not always notice or credit them for all these kind gestures. They do need some space. After all, they're generally quite busy making everything work. So give it to them. Noah, are you listening? (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) Be genuine, not ostentatious. They are really not difficult to please after you've taken care of these basic needs. Um, oops. Oh, my pages are sticking together. I wanted to see if I could find. I guess not. All right. I could have sworn I highlighted something that was very focused. Maybe it must have been a different. Um, right. Some of it is repetitive, so it's but very I just, likely. Either way, I mean, obviously, this is talking in friendships as well, but it it did make sense. And I know you're one that once you do a lot of things for others, you need your space. Mm -hmm. You need your time away. Oh, gosh. You know that. That mental. More than anyone. (laughs) That one jumped (laughs) me immediately. Um, But I mean, all of this... I've never gotten that you're a flirty person. No, (laughs) I'm almost like the opposite to a fault to the point where when I was younger dating, like I couldn't even tell when people were hitting on me. Like it was just, yeah. You need to make absolute sure before you'll go for it. Yes. And that's because you're a little insecure in the idea that Mm -hmm. they could be into you. I was so afraid of like humiliating myself. Yeah. To the point where, well, you know, Noah and I met at work at a previous job and he would like, leave little notes on my desk and I was like why is he doing this like we were friends but he was actually very quiet at Mm -hmm. first and I think you guys only see the side of him where he's like opening up but he's kind of like (laughs) me where he has that social battery and it's almost like an explosion in a good way and then he retreats yeah and I think I have a more tame version of that but I felt like most of that was actually pretty accurate for me really wish I could find I'll have to look for it and it might not be something that we share on air if I do find it later but you know if you are ever interested to hear some of the other planets that we're not going to read off we've talked about eventually maybe creating a patreon Mm -hmm. or one of those sponsor sites just so you all can get a little bit of extra um we're not quite there yet but if that's something you would be interested in learning just the rest of what they say please let us know um In the meantime, what's my Venus? (laughs) Okay. Your Venus is in Libra. Uh, Oh, I didn't know you could have two. Okay. I didn't either, but we'll see. I'm very scared of what that means, (laughs) by the way. Venus and Libra people will will impress you with their kindness, even-handedness, and willingness to make your relationship work. Um, Okay. I'll read this. You can determine if you think it's accurate, but I honestly did not highlight a lot here, but we'll see. There is a link between her emotional life and money. She is helped by friends or by a person to whom she is emotionally linked. May take advantage of friendships for professional success. Activities connected with beauty, aesthetics, finery, danger of big spending. Mm. I don't, I just don't see. My house begs to differ. (laughs) I... I don't think it's wrong. I just don't think it, it's at a very light end for me. There was one sentence you said that I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Oh, that I'm interested in things related to beauty and aesthetics. Yes. Yeah. I, I used to love beauty, Utah. Utah. Yes. <laughs> Utah. 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 <laughs> 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 were my favorite. 
Um, and I love makeup. I really do. I don't wear it frequently. I've kind of pulled back, obviously, COVID. But it, it's, it is an interest of mine. And aesthetically pleasing things are big for me. I'm very obsessive with my house and decor and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm not the best at saving. It's a work in progress. I go through I'm not periods. either, so it's okay. <laughs> well, you're set it too, but you're very financially savvy. And I was like, she's not bad at it, but I don't see her with millions. No, I have spurts, kind of like what you said. Well, you know, we've never said, and we're never going to say where we work, but we are salespeople. Mm-hmm. And a big trait of salespeople is that they spend very quickly. Mm-hmm. We are motivated by money, so obviously we like to spend money. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like this almost phrased it like your emotional life and your friendships are almost driven by that. Like you take no. advantage, and, and that's not like how I see that at all. I use friendships to achieve success. That's right. not true at all. No, it's actually the total opposite. Which is also like, very backwards to what it was saying earlier, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of random contradictions in here. I think the whole idea is that obviously they don't know us. They can't get us perfectly. So they kind of have to throw, <laughs> that might be the trick, is that they're throwing out different personalities. See what- <laughs> well, one of them's got to hit. <laughs> but some sections, it was totally accurate. Some not at all. Some bits and pieces. So I feel like it's still valuable. So let's see what else I pointed out in here for you. Oh, you just noticed about being particular about your home and decor (laughs) it says some might feel you have a talent for finding items of value and good taste you are attracted to items of quality hit the nail on the head constantly i've had you're one of them Mm -hmm. i have several friends that say i don't ask people home decor advice but i trust what you say and it's funny because i shop that way where i go into a store that could be clothes. That could be home. Decor. I don't care what it is. Where someone goes, well, what are you like a friend or a sales? What are you looking for? I don't know. It I'll will know find when me. I see it. Like, <laughs> let me do my thing. That's like that meme. That's like, what are you going to Target for? Target will tell me when <laughs> I get there. Target will tell me why I'm here. <laughs> okay, what else? Um, she needs to be cautious about the tendency to feel overly optimistic or overly protected. Mm-hmm. Moderation is the most important and perhaps challenging lesson in her life. Um, let's see. The ability to get along with and accept people from all walks of life as friends is strong with this position. Again, it's reiterating that. Mm-hmm. She can readily see through insincerity in others. In relationships, tolerance is the most important ingredient to her. Which I would agree. I mean, I think that no one's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that people who are more likely to be flaky when you're going through difficult times or just having a rough day, I know that you're like, you know what? You're not a true friend or you don't care about me. Honestly, I I mean, I'm very vocal about it too. Probably not to them because that's one of my faults. But in the background, I just slowly shut them down. I might not directly do it. I might not say it to anyone. I just slowly block off. Mm -hmm. Because who has time for that? I just, ugh. You have to accept people as they are. Um, so, oh, was that all? Yes. Okay. (laughs) These are really long, guys. Sometimes it's hard (laughs) to interpret if you're done or not. So the last section we did want to read, and we saved it for last, um, is what they call the houses. Um, 
there are a lot of houses. <laughs> I did not highlight all of them. And they're only like one sentence each. Right. I did not highlight all of them. I uh, There's a description for all of them, though. So let's kind of spar back and forth, I guess. Um, Like, I have house one highlighted for you, but I don't have house two. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, How many houses do you have identified? Let's start with that. Let's see. One, two. I have eight. I think there's eight. Let me just check this next page. Yes. Oh, wait, no, I have. No, like I have eight that I actually highlighted. Oh, okay. I didn't highlight all of them. There's more. Seven. Seven. Okay, so we can spar. So I'll go first and I'll end. Okay. So I did give you house one. House one is the area of self-identity. The ascendant is a symbol of how one acts in life. It is the image of the personality as seen by others and the attitude that one has towards life. This was actually the longest one, so it might take a little longer. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a seriousness to Capricorn. I'm sorry, your ascendant is Capricorn? I don't know what that means. There's a seriousness to Capricorn rising people that is unmistakable. There's no N in there. Um, Is there usually an N in there? N? Yeah. No. I mean, there's that N. Oh, okay. (laughs) Unmistakable, no. word. (laughs) (laughs) Even when they're joking around, it's in... Oh, this is what caught me. Okay, let's back up. <laughs> Seriousness and Capricorn Mising. Even when they're joking around, it's of the deadpan variety. <laughs> in fact, plenty of very humorous people have Capricorn ascendants. It's all in the timing and the fact that they don't giggle before the joke is over. Capricorn ascendant people project competence. They simply ooze it. You know which of our friends is listening and cracking up at how accurate that is right now. Mm-hmm. He's rolling. (laughs) Capricorn rising people are generally big on family and forever worry about security for themselves and their dependents. They come across to others as hardworking, competent, and dependable people. We call you the mom of the group. Yes. What others may not see under that cool, even suave exterior is an inner struggle. They often ask themselves, am I doing enough or do I deserve all of this? How can I make things better? They worry a lot about the future. If success seemed to have come easy to these folks, it hasn't. They just made it look that way with a patient, hardworking, driven personality. That might have been the most accurate yeah. I highlighted yet. More often than not, Capricorn rising individuals are success stories. Their childhoods may have been difficult, but they slowly but surely turn their lives around. Saturn rules this ascendant, and this generally means a kind of backwards way of living. As children, they are serious and bear a lot of responsibility. And as they grow up, they age beautifully, learning how to loosen up. Wow. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I We discussed which ones we were going to read, and I told her we cannot skip the houses. I highlighted too many. I felt the houses, at least for yours, hit home insanely powerfully. It's almost like a summary of all the things that were right it was, in the I, other section. We could have honestly just read you all, all of the houses <laughs> and we would have been fine. Wow, that's so crazy though. Especially the part about like having a harder childhood and a mm-hmm. lot of responsibility and then like as you age, you start to loosen up. I might have went way on the opposite of the spectrum and of. loosened a bit too much, but I reeled it back in. Um, 
But yeah, most of that I feel like really hits home. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I did house one for you also. And the ascendant is in Virgo. It says people with Virgo rising are often a little understated in their personal mannerisms and appearance. I didn't like that part. I didn't highlight this, but I wanted to read the whole paragraph. Although well, a lot. I read my whole one. Don't worry. Okay. I'll I just. a lot not highlighted. Okay. I'll stop after this sentence. Although a lot depends on the position of Mercury in the chart. Whatever. We don't care. <laughs> These are actually somewhat shy people who need time to analyze things around them before they warm up to both situations and people. This quality can be received exactly as that or it can be received as rather standoffish cool and even critical banner manner depending on the audience one of the biggest personality traits of no that's not what i wanted to highlight um oh i wanted to skip that sentence but people with virgo ascendants are sensitive to any discomfort or any other signals their body gives them i feel like Lindsay is so in tune with her body like <laughs> when we're traveling she's like oh this is going on this is going on and i'm like man i never noticed that stuff there's a joke i think it's john mulaney in his stand-up where he says i love a good jewish girl because she doesn't hide how she's feeling other <laughs> girls will be like what's wrong is your stomach hurt? It'll be like, no, I'm fine. Jewish girls will tell you, no, not only does my stomach hurt, but my <laughs> yes. back hurts and all this. And I mean, I'm sure that's not how he says it exactly, but. But it's true. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay. Many are especially interested and concerned with physical health, which you are, and some are attracted to mind-body awareness exercises such as yoga. You're actually the one person who actually ever got me to meditate. Oh, on like the Peloton app. Oh, I was you're say, like, how do I do that? Well, you're like, do this before bed. And I never do anything consistently in my life. So I didn't keep up with it, but it was helpful. And it's I nice feel like you're in tune with those kinds of things. Um, let's see. Virgo rising people are often rather particular about food. Although some have good appetites, there can be an unmistakable pickiness about what they put on their bodies. Okay, no. I pointed this out because you are not picky. I'm not picky. I'm Neither very one of us adventurous. Are. I well, we have a future episode coming up where we'll talk more about this. <laughs> it's like I wanted to highlight some and then like skip a sentence and then keep going. So this uh, part. I really like that. Uh, Virgo ascendant natives have a tendency to worry a lot, especially when confronted with new situations. They notice the tiniest details that o others overlook, which I feel like you do, but it's in a good way. It's not mm -hmm. in a, like we were talking about where I overanalyze everything. Yeah. You just are very detail oriented and catch things that other people don't. Um, so that was interesting. And then this one kind of continues the earlier part of the paragraph where it says, once they have the chance to warm up to new people and situations, you'll find they have a lot to offer. They'll help you out of a jam, go out of, on a limb for you, and surprise you with a natural modesty under a somewhat critical and standoffish manner. Exactly what we were saying earlier, where right. you want to help people in difficult situations and you want to be the one that people come to. So, Which I, I, I'd like to believe that I'm at that point in my life where most people know to come to me first, and it happens more frequently than not. Um... So the remaining ones, I think they were all like a sentence each. So rather than reading them and then discussing, they were still under the houses. I think we're just going to read through them and then make a final assessment of if we agreed or not. 
Um, so I skipped house two for you. But house three, I only highlighted, even though it's only two sentences, I only highlighted the first one. House three, the third house, is the area of social and intellectual learning. Um, for you, Pisces, ideas are somewhat changeable and her humor as well. Why did I highlight that? Okay. That one doesn't make sense to me reading it out loud now. Hmm. Not just like relation to you, relation in a sentence. It's yeah. Ter- terribly formatted. <laughs> House four is the area of home, family, roots, and deep emotion, sense, or self-worth. Um, yours is an Aries. Lots of authority within the family. She knows how to take the destiny of the family in hand to take charge. She is very energetic, very strong, knowing how to cope with life's setbacks. House five is the creative self-expression, romance, entertainment, children, and gambling. Yours is in Taurus. A pleasant home, a charming partner, loving and sweet children. Most of the time. No, (laughs) Nice little meals, pleasant evenings with the loved ones, the good life. Something I know you love. Just a very simple evening. Mm -hmm. Um. House six is the area of learning by material transaction. (laughs) This cracked me up. (laughs) Yours is in Gemini. Good assistant, sales rep, jack of all trades. (laughs) Weak point. The nerves, sometimes also the lungs. Oh, God. (laughs) Seventh house is the area of one-to-one relationships, such as marriage and partnership. This can point to, uh, yours is cancer for that. Okay. This can point to a rather strong marriage or partnership, a nice little family. The partner may not always be easy to live with due to moodiness. Oh, dear. <laughs> Me as the partner? No, I think Noah. Oh. Well, we probably both can be. It might be you, actually. <laughs> no, I think I point. would make more I'm sense. Not sure what it means. Oh, well, all right. Either way. I skipped eight. Um, ninth is the learning of the shapes. Learning that shapes the identity. There we go. Yours is Virgo. She is devoted to all causes that bring comfort or help to people in difficulty. And the 12th house, I skipped the others, um, is the area of education and of emotion. I only highlighted the first sentence. She should learn to let go, be spontaneous, and enjoy herself more often. Something we talk about frequently. Yes. It's hard. Easier said than done. I say that to her a lot, too. All right. Uh, where are we? Let me get back to house one. No, we did house one. All right. For house two, I don't think I had anything highlighted for you. Yeah, just the ones you have highlighted. Yeah, I didn't put anything on house two. House three, which again is the area of social and intellectual learning, can make a good investigator because she is very curious, loves researching, and does it with a lot of patience, enjoying solving mysteries, cracking a code. She knows how to take risks while being wary of the dangers or consequences. Pretty accurate. Um, let's see. House five, the area of creative self-expression, romance, entertainment, children, and gambling. Yours is in Capricorn. The absolute example of this serious type. Everything is calculated. The slightest risk analyzed. Patience is one of her main qualities. She knows little about chance. One or two love affairs, marriage, a family, all unproblematic, done calmly with love and wisdom. Nine. (laughs) Roman numerals are hard. (laughs) It says it next to it. Oh, it does. (laughs) The area of learning that shapes the identity. Yours is in Taurus. This one I just highlighted because it was the opposite, but 
She may travel little, no great attraction for abroad, unlikely to change principles, practically never changing the mind or beliefs. Mm-mm. None Whatever. of those. Right. I was like, what? Uh, let's see. House 10. The area of material action. Profession requiring lots of change and movement. If this isn't the case, then lots of job changes. She likes to move, travel, right. Stop it. I didn't travel a second ago. Now <laughs> right. I travel a lot. Hates to travel. Loves to travel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> House 11, the area of search for social and intellectual security. Yours is in cancer. Sincere and lifelong friendships. The family comes first, however. So that was all I had for you. Perfect. What do you think about those? I mean, I think this whole thing has been eye-opening. It's been interesting. So in all um, honesty to everyone, I had the hardest time figuring out my work time. <laughs> I Both of my parents are well and alive. We just, you know, it was so long ago. And I actually have a second cousin who was born literally two days after me. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds like a lot of wires got crossed over in trying to remember details. And right. we were given a lot of times that may have been right. They were all <laughs> within two hours of each other. Um, so I have no idea. So there is stuff on mine that might not be accurate. If we ever find out my time, maybe we'll go back and do like a quick compare and just be like, hey, this is interesting because mm-hmm. this is what it says now. But I mean, considering we didn't know the exact and I think the exact does matter. It's really interesting to read and kind of hear what they say I'm supposed to be like. It's like putting a... um <laughs> microscope to yourself mm-hmm. some of it's a little hard to hear at times you're like oh I don't like to think like that but then you're like but it's true like yeah. I, I'm like that for the most part I agree with all of it for both of us I was a little worried <laughs> because I mean we put in the most accurate time and I was like oh, I'm not sure you know if it's going to be accurate but it I felt like it hit a lot of points so I'd be interested to see what changes I'd be curious because you know you put in your birthplace to another object of contention I know where I was born (laughs) but apparently this hospital which is the same place it's always been is saying one city where we've my entire life have been saying the one right next to it they're literally on the line yeah but it just oh my god I'd be curious to see if I put in a completely different city on like the other side of the Mm -hmm. world if it really does change that much even if everything else is the same yeah we should test it out and see yeah, we might have just a fun challenge episode coming up. <laughs> this was really fun, though. It's interesting to learn. And, you know, for you all, we haven't really gone into too much about ourselves yet. We're still new to this. We're still kind of judging how much we want to share. Mm-hmm. We figured, even though this is probably deeper than a lot of the stuff we would share, <laughs> we figured this was a good way to cut. Ca- oh, I'm sorry. The dog is up. We figured this would be a good way to kind of learn, you know, not only for you all to learn about us, but for ourselves to learn more about ourselves. Right. (laughs) And and each other. So, yeah, this was definitely a good learning experience. And we'll share the link of the website that we found this on. If you guys want to look at your birth charts and find that it's really accurate or the complete opposite of you, we'd love for you to share that with Mm -hmm. us. Um, feel free to email us your results or share with us on social media at Tipsy Trials. Um, yes, both Twitter and Instagram at Tipsy Trials. 
Um, email will be at tipsy trap. Wait, no, <laughs> the wrong ass. Tipsy trials at gmail.com. Dana switched it up on me, guys. <laughs> My brain doesn't process this. Tipsy trials at gmail.com. Please email us your thoughts, ideas, what you thought about these birth charts. We're way ahead of ourselves. We have not ranked our seltzers. Oh, dear. All right. Dana's not allowed to go into the socials ever again. <laughs> you have been locked. Lord. <laughs> All right. No, like she is just, I think that's where you threw me. This, we, we said this was probably going to be longer than normal. Clearly Dana's brain thinks We're getting a done. little delirious. <laughs> we were just going to end it. Okay. We're rating. <laughs> Good I'm Lord. Dying. You can still message us on our socials. We would um, love that. So please tell us that we forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Hold on. Computer. So, one through three. One through three. Three to one. I'm sorry. Number three. Grapefruit. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I think my overall for that is, gosh, it really wasn't bad. I'd say maybe a three and a half. I would agree. Yeah, it's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It's Mm-mm. just a little weaker in the taste than the yeah. other two. Um, number two? Lime. Yeah, me too. Um, again, the lime's very good. I actually enjoy it. And as y'all know, that's probably one of the only citruses I truly enjoy. Um, but, oh, uh, probably a four. Yeah, and last week when we did the White Claws, I didn't like them as much. Or in terms of what? Like, I didn't like the lime as much, I mean. Got it. So now it's kind of making a comeback. Dana may have had more seltzer today than normal. (laughs) Finally, obviously, our number five. Wait, what did you give lime? A four. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Are you sure these are only four and a half? Only four and a half, (laughs) I swear. I didn't pour any tequila in them. We've literally just been talking for so long. So... (laughs) So, obviously, strawberries are number one, um, which is quite the comeback for strawberry. We don't know what we like. (laughs) (laughs) So, for the strawberry, I would say, I I still don't think it's quite a five. I'm still Mm going to give it a 4.5. I would agree. Um, But it's good. It's very good. And I would easily drink all three of these. Um, Again, I would buy the entire pack, whether I'm going to tailgate, day at the pool, maybe drinking at home alone by myself sadly no we don't do that um yes I would also agree and I did just want to note that they do sell at least the strawberry pack in a pack on its own so if you did prefer one flavor over the other most likely then you can buy it on its own but I really like the multi-pack uh we actually purchased this one from total wine but I did look up on their website just some other places where you can find it. Um, if you're in the North Carolina area, these grocery stores obviously might sound familiar. Not sure about other states, but it looks like they're all over. So Lowe's Foods, Harris Teeter, Total Wine, like we said, um, Food Lion. I mean, pretty much every grocery store in this area carries it. So definitely uh, check it out and let us know what you think. Perfect. And with that, I am going to tell you our social media so you can reach out to us and follow us. Um, Let's back up, actually. 
Can you please follow us on here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm clearly begging you. No, seriously. As you're listening to this, if you're really enjoying it, make sure you hit that follow, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this button. If Mm -hmm. you're on Apple, go ahead and rate us. I know it seems like the most minor thing, but it really does help us out in getting more listeners so that we can better, you know, gain what you all want to hear and really, you know, establish that following so that we can best present these topics to you all. Um, Also, make sure you go to our social medias, Twitter and Instagram for right now at Tipsy Trials. And and send us an email with your thoughts, suggestions, recommendations at tipsytrials at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And as always, please drink responsibly. And I believe with that, court is now adjourned. Adjourned. Thank you for joining us. Bye.